Welcome, everybody. Oh, God, this is Hi. wrong. Thank you. Yeah, that looked awful. I, I am Doug. Over here is Bug, and down there is Tug. Welcome, folks. And it's lights out and away we go. Big dudes in the pit lane. We're here to talk Formula One action. Uh, that Fernando or Alonzo race against Sergio Perez was just sensational. 47 thousandths of a second. Get can the last we, part on the podium. On. I know this is a college podcast, but can we talk about how Doug is clearly a fan of the Browns again? Holy shit. You didn't even recognize what I was talking about. That's even could better we, than what I was asking for. Could we talk about the Beautiful. fact that F1 is absolutely destroying the Las Vegas Strip? Can we talk about that for a minute? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and all, all the shit that they're doing, just tearing up the Strip. I, I mean, I... I feel like we could talk about it for a while, but I'd really like to talk about college football this week. <laughs> well, it is the big dudes in the trenches, not the big dudes in the pit lane, as I had said. Uh, and we are here to talk about college football because it is still week 10 of the college football season. It's a great time. A great, great football this weekend all around Division One, which is what we talk about exclusively FBS and FCS action and as much of it as we can possibly fit into a single podcast. So... I guess for real this time. <laughs> Let's get into business. Get here. into it. <laughs> uh, so the way we do things, if you are new here, we talk about every single ranked versus ranked matchup in the FBS using the playoff committee's rankings and the FCS using the stats perform top 25. We also talk about every single rivalry game, which has been a challenge at times to keep up with all of them. Because some schools say that they have a rivalry and the other school doesn't agree. But, you know, I think we've got almost all of them so far. It's like half the schools <laughs> that try and call Alabama a rivalry. Right. Uh, or you insisting that Air Force and Wyoming is a rivalry. I'm telling you, man. You, you, oh, sorry. Sorry. You and all your classmates insisting that Air telling Force you. and Wyoming yes. is a rivalry. I have not met yeah. a single Air Force fan that's like, you know what, Wyoming? Yeah, they're okay. You have only met Air Force. I would fans hope not. They are a the class of 2016. <laughs> In addition to all that, we do pick our own games as well because we can't get enough college football from just that alone. Uh, we get bonus points if we do a good job picking those extra games, and they're good. Makes sense? Yeah. If not, we throw it to the Twitter poll or X poll, as it is now called. You can follow us at BDT Football on there or catch us live on Twitch. Big Dudes in the Trenches, where, of course, that's the best place to catch us, Mondays and Thursdays, where we do this show live for you guys. Also on YouTube, Big Dudes in the Trenches on there as well. We are live on YouTube now for the first, uh, I mean, this has been, what, this is the third time we've been live on YouTube? Third? Something like that. I don't know. Something like that. We're getting it going, figuring it out. But catch us live somewhere. It's the best that's time to catch us. You can also throw comments our way. We'll respond to them in the show. <clears throat> but if you're listening after the fact, thank you. Uh, but come catch us live. It's better. <laughs> mo better. Much mo better. So I guess it's fair to start off with where we stood to start this week of college football. Uh, I did have the little edge over Tug here to start us off. And Buck, you are... You're slipping away, my friend. In the cellar. I needed a really good week this week. And you know what? Something tells me we were on a roll here. Honestly, it was, look, without getting into the actual records, this was a really good week for all of us. Just being straight up honest. Well, 
at least in pick'em regard. Look, look, I but. need one thing to cling to, and I'm going to cling to my pick'em record right now. That's all we need to talk about with that. We'll talk about the rest of it later. Fair enough. Let's go ahead and get started with the midweek action because, of course, the college football can't be contained to a single day. Uh, here we go. Starting off with Thursday. All of the games on Thursdays were a rivalry this week. Uh, TCU at Texas Tech to start us off. Both teams now at four and five after Texas Tech knocks off the Horn Frogs at Reckham. Reckham Tech. <laughs> this was a fantastic game. It could have gone either way into the later part of the later part of the game. Um, and TCU was trying to make a comeback. I think there was a pick at the end that kind of sealed the deal, if I remember this correctly. Yeah, yeah, there was a pick. Uh, also, TCU tried to make a bit of a comeback here. It just fell short, unfortunately for you, Tug. <clears throat> hey, it's it it's all right. <laughs> Next up, Wake Forest at Duke, part of the Tobacco Road rivalry. Riley Leonard uh, made an appearance here, but also they didn't look that great. (laughs) So I guess there's a little bit better than Wake Forest at the end there. I was going to say they they pulled it out. They didn't look great. Uh, They had their backup quarterback. I think they were missing a couple starting O-linemen. This was a bad setup for Duke going into this game. Um. But I like, said, I think I said rather than made an appearance. I meant to say he missed an appearance. Yeah, I said made. No, he absolutely did not play. And, yeah. And look, great teams find a way to win. Unfortunately, Duke is well out of the running for any kind of postseason bid here. Um, but they found a way to win, which is absolutely I mean, huge. It shows how well coached they are at this point in the season. Depends on what you mean by postseason bid. I I mean the playoffs. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't mean. To, yes, they they have clinched a bowl game with this win. They are going to the postseason. Hell yeah, bowl season, baby! It's another team for Bug to pick later in the year. Well, I was really pissed though watching this game at the end. There, Wake Forest gave Duke the win with thirty yards of penalties on the last drive to set up Gotta the Duke field it. goal. Got to love yeah. it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You know, there's still always a chance there. Obviously, with a college kicker going on there, but. Yeah, but it ended I'm, up being a chip shot. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm excited to see what Wake Forest does because I, I still think that this team's gonna revive their season. They're still very much have a, a a shot at getting into a decent bowl game. And I think they 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 are certainly deserving and I think they'll find themselves there by the end of the year. And the devils do prevail over the demons there in Tobacco Road. So going down to the fun belt now, South Alabama at Troy. The battle for the belt goes Troy's way yet again. This is the fifth, sixth consecutive win in this rivalry for the Trojans now. Uh, and pretty convincing fashion, too. South Alabama made it a close game at first, but Troy out-talented and outlasted the Jaguars down the stretch 28-10. to 10. It's amazing what happens when a team that is clearly better shows up and performs. Huh. That is crazy. That's wild. <laughs> you're, not, you're not salty at all. Yeah, it's crazy, too. <laughs> That uh, I keep hearing that South Alabama is a good team, and yet they continue to prove that I am right, and they are not a good team when they play good teams. Sure, continue to believe that to your I, downfall. I will. Later. Well, yeah, to my downfall. Who's go, who are they going to play that's going to beat them? 
Who's going to play South Alabama? Uh, I don't know. But or they beat gonna, Oklahoma State, Troy. which w- was fantastic, as we're going to find out later, was even better than yeah, Oklahoma we'll, <laughs> we will We will find that out later. <laughs> we certainly will. Well, let's, go, uh, let's go ahead and jump to our ranked versus ranked matchups here. Uh, of course, the college football playoff committee rankings uh, for the first time this season had Texas at number seven, Kansas State at number 23 there, the defending Big 12 champs coming into Austin and losing a tight one in overtime, 33-30 to 30 for the Longhorns. And we all picked Texas, but we all kind of said this game should be pretty good. I, I am glad I stuck with Texas, but I definitely – I. I thought about it for a long time because I knew Kansas State was going to come ready for this one. Uh, man, they they certainly were. I'm very curious to see, though, what this uh, Big 12 championship game is going to look like at this rate. Yeah, we might get the pokes in there anyway, even with that loss to South yep. Alabama earlier in the season. <laughs> You're not joking. in Big 12 champs. <laughs> And, and look, Texas here, they don't quite look like the standard Texas without Quinn Ewers. Uh, they were definitely lacking something. I know they got it done offensively, but the team as a whole was lacking something, which is why this game held so close. And frankly, they only won it in a single OT because K-State went for a, I uh, believe it was a fourth and goal at the end of the game rather than kick the field yep. goal, take it into a second overtime. I can't blame the coach for that. That's just a tough right. way to take the loss. No, absolutely understand that decision, but it doesn't work out. Texas does hold with who people are starting to call the best defensive line in the country for Texas. I don't know if I believe that entirely, but uh, we've had a couple of prospect preview outlooks on those guys. Certainly worth keeping an eye on. Nope. Next up here, number 24, William and Mary at number 23, Albany down in the, in the CAA. Albany took care of business. Oh my goodness. William and Mary forgot to show up and play football. 24 to 8 for the Great Danes. Yeah, the Great Danes held this game from the beginning, never looked back, and there was never a question throughout the game. I am very surprised at that. And it looks like the CAA is going to get a lot more interesting than I even expected last week, as uh, we'll get there in a bit. But Delaware lost the game too. Now we have five game, five teams tied at the top of the CAA heading into, into week 11. Love Ooh. it. But we have a clincher, a conference clincher here. Furman over Chattanooga does guarantee the Paladins the win of the Southern Conference at 8-1 and one here, number two team in the country in the FCS Top 25 last week over the number 14 Chattanooga Mox. There it is, your first, uh, first playoff team for uh, 2023. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say there was another one, but actually that's a, a clinched at least a tie of a conference in the NEC. So yeah, Furman's, I think they're the only one guaranteed to be in the field right now, even though it does, it feels like South Dakota state's basically guaranteed at this point too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't see a, I don't see a world in which South Dakota state doesn't make it frankly, but it's, but it's not a locked auto bid yet. It's just like mostly right. there. Right. Uh, another team who might've clinched their spot, South Dakota at Southern Illinois. Winning by a touchdown, a very tough game for both teams. 14-7, to seven, the Coyotes do beat the Salukis. This game could have gone either way. Uh, South Dakota was just able to get it done offensively on at least two drives, uh, and they were able to defensively hold the Salukis to one. Uh, look, the only thing I really learned out of this game is the state of South Dakota college football owns 
the uh, entirety of Southern Illinois, uh, not just the university. Uh, wow. It's That's the only thing I can me. cling to right now. And you're you're not even from South Dakota. So yeah, but so I live there now, so it counts. Uh, look, this, I, I'm going to point a little bit towards the fact that there is no atmosphere at Saluki Stadium. And you, you have big games like this. You want the crowd to show up. You want them to be into it. And, again, play another ranked team in conference at home and just unable to get anything going, unable to get the crowd into it. Man, I got, when we were when we were there for the Jackrabbits game, it's uh yeah, it, the stadium was pretty well full, but it didn't feel that loud, and it felt no, like everybody was, was kind of just there to observe. Everybody was there. actually root on Southern Illinois. It it felt like the the 80, 90 year old alumni season ticket holders were the loudest <laughs> ones there, and we saw we walked past all the frat boys and frat you know frat tailgates on the way up to the game and out. They're rowdy out there, but they were church mice in the stadium. The only ones stomping the bleachers were the South Dakota State fans when we were there. <laughs> Maybe that was the case Ooh, here yeah. for Ooh. South Dakota as well. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Missouri Valley seeming to shape up here towards the end of the season. Another couple of ranked matchups in that Missouri Valley this coming weekend. So definitely the conference to keep your eyes on here next week. Moving on to our next slide here, starting at the afternoon slate, North Dakota State at South Dakota State in the Dakota marker. Staying in the Missouri Valley. Yeah. Uh, North Dakota State is not what they once were. Six and three is a pretty good record, but not the bison of old. Uh, South Dakota State just dominating this one, 33 to 16. Look, it's... It's definitely tough here, but this is also how college football goes, especially at the FCS level. Uh, to have the 10 years of sustained success that North Dakota State had is abnormal. That's not how that usually goes. Usually you go through waves of, you know, based on your recruits as they get older. North Dakota State had a very good stream of good recruiting classes in a row. They were capitalizing. This year they took a step back to more of the average they're still a good team. Don't get me wrong. They're six and three for a reason. Uh, their name brand might get them into the playoffs anyway. Like that's just it's the reality of it. Um, but South Dakota State is now on their upswing. They're capitalizing off last year, some good recruiting classes. And with a first year head coach, this is wild uh, for the Jackrabbits to be sitting at nine and oh. I don't know if that's entirely fair. Like he was the hand picked successor he it's still his Kermit's first like year as a head coach uh, yes but he was like groomed for this last year when they also went undefeated look josh mcdaniels has been groomed for multiple coaching jobs and has been fired before the end of season two twice i mean well, he sucks so yeah. <laughs> but that that's my point <laughs> that's my point so south Dakota state did not hire josh mcdaniels confirmed Correct. <laughs> I think we knew so, that, but correct. So but before we go on to this next game, I, I want to bring up the Missouri Valley again. We're, we're staying in the Missouri Valley, at least for this game. Next week, one of those ranked matchups we're expecting, North Dakota State versus Southern Illinois. Both of these teams come in at 6-3. and three. There's another team in this conference that's sitting pretty at 6-3, and three, and that's Illinois State, who we've talked about a couple of times on this show as well. Illinois State's biggest test they're going to have the rest of the year is North Dakota. I feel like the winner of this Illinois SIU versus North Dakota State, that's 
that's essentially a playoff game right there because I, I ha- I'd have to look at North Dakota's record, but I think both both North Dakota and Illinois State are probably getting into the playoffs regardless of who wins that one. But I feel like this North Dakota State SIU game is not going to have uh, is going to have a little bit more weight to it. I I would probably agree with that. Definitely feels that way, and you're right. It will be number eleven Southern Illinois against number twelve North Dakota State next week. Yeah, very it's, spicy indeed. It's it's getting real exciting. <laughs> next up here, though, jumping to the SEC. Number 12, Missouri, heads down to number two, Georgia. And Georgia takes care of business, though it was relatively tight. I mean, Missouri's a good team. We expected it to be a good game. 30 to 21. They do I'm end up ju- winning by two scores. I'm just saying, you guys laughed at me when I said I probably would have taken Missouri at home. This game was really close throughout the entire game. Missouri had a shot in most of this game. Uh, they coughed it away at the end. It happens. Georgia is not the juggernaut that they were. It's man, they're playing too tight on on some of these games. If they if they hit a bad road game uh, again this year against a better opponent uh, than Auburn, they're gonna take that L. Well, next week they'll be playing Ole Miss, so we'll see on, on the road or at home. I don't remember. Nah, and I'm not looking it up right now. That's fair. We're moving on to Bedlam. <laughs> this oh, was yeah, a we wild are. game. This was wild. <laughs> the the old Miss game is in Georgia, by the way. Of course. Number nine, Oklahoma at number 22, Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State wins Bedlam for the first time probably ever. Don't look that up. The 20th time ever. It's close. It's less than that, actually. No, no. This was it's the, they, won it, they won it the last time it was at Oklahoma State, so literally two years ago. You know what? I'm gonna I'm challenging the 20 wins for uh, Oklahoma State. I don't believe you. I can't pull up Winsipedia right now. It's giving me an error. This is this is sad. Uh, anyway, yeah, Oklahoma State wins. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking, Bug? You're the only one to take the folks here. They bought it hook, line, and sinker that this rivalry is dead and done after this one. Oklahoma State's going to put up a banner about about being the eternal bedlam champions. Uh, there is just too much bulletin board material here. Oklahoma's leaving and wanting to put this put this rivalry to bed, you know, quote unquote rivalry. A lot of people say he came and called a rivalry, and that's coming from Oklahoma State fans. But I'm just saying, I I had a feeling Oklahoma State was going to come out wanting a little bit more out of this one, more than Oklahoma would want it. And that's really what it came down to. A three point win at the end. This was a huge game for Oklahoma State. They're fishing the field goal post up out of the lake later. It, it, all around, it was just awesome. An awesome day in Stillwater. I have to hand it to you, Tug. That was their 20th win in the series. Thank you. We know. I looked it up on Saturday. Congrats. I was not available to look things up Saturday. <coughs> For Brown's reasons, gross. Anyway. <laughs> You're taking a shit? That's perfect time to look something up. <laughs> Taking a Cleveland steamer. (laughs) In Cleveland at that. Next up here. (laughs) We have Washington at USC in a game that neither defense decided to play, but both offenses did show up for. 52-42 was the win for UW here. 
and Alex Grinch was fired immediately afterwards. Look, I was going to say, that is the only unsurprising thing, or that is the only surprising thing about this game that occurred, is Alex Grinch was fired. Uh, and, and we had said this exact thing, like, USC's offense is good enough to score with anybody, but if you stop them, you get presented an issue where now you're playing from behind against an offense that is just as high-powered as yours, and it's exactly what happened is Washington was just able to outscore them the entire game. That's why they won. But it's one or two stops is all you would need to stop USC. And, and that this game was evident of that. Cause I think there was only two total stops in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I looked up at the TVs felt like somebody was in the end zone, uh, just trading yep. touchdowns back and forth the entire day. Yep. But Washington gets a 10 point win here and the inside track to the PAC 12 title game at minimum, potentially looking at a playoff spot if they can hold on to this winning streak. Well, at uh, least one of those two, I was going to say at least one of those two teams ahead of them has to lose a game here at the the back half of the year. Well, right. Cuz we'll play get there. <laughs> That's yes, I, correct. Yeah. That's, yeah. Are we are we going to give up the the Caleb Williams number 1 overall talk yet, please? No. No. No, he, Did you heard how much hype Will Levis was getting to be a first-round pick even after Kentucky sucked ass? Yeah, but then he threw four touchdowns That's in his true. first game. And then he sucked so ass in the wrong. second one. I'm, I'm curious. Right. Weird how that works. <laughs> I'm curious what's going to happen uh, with Caleb Williams, especially. The year's not going how he wanted it to. A lot of people still having him up as number one. There is that doubt starting to creep in. I do wonder if we get a senior year return for Caleb Williams or not. I, if we get I, Caleb Williams in the Big Ten, that would be fascinating. I'm not going to punish Caleb Williams. I know he's not having the greatest games right now, but I'm not going to punish Caleb Williams because his defense can't right. can't do anything. That's not his fault he's losing these games. He's still putting up six touchdowns. Like that's He's doing everything he and he's, can. He's taking the longest to get rid of the ball of anybody at the FBS level. It, but it's working. Dude. Apparently, there he are, has the time. There are definitely knocks against him. Nobody's arguing that. Yeah. But he's also, not a perfect. He's putting up telepoints. So yeah. he's doing something right. He's he's not a perfect draft pick. Like, he, I don't see him as the absolute surefire. Like, you can't miss. Everyone is building him up. And honestly, the way I've seen his some of his comments in the media, he very well could be the next Ryan Leaf. That's what I'm hoping for. Like, that's you, – you don't make comments like, I want an ownership stake in a league that doesn't allow players to have an ownership stake. Like, that is in the NFL bylaws. All right, Mr. Lawyer Pants. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on here. Uh, LSU at Alabama. Alabama wins this one in second-half dominant fashion, as Alabama has tended to do recently, 42-28. to 28. Uh, knocking off the Tigers pretty decisively at the end there, though it felt like LSU was hanging around for quite a while. They were I gotta say, to. Jaden Daniels has played the best of any quarterback in college football this season, and they are six and three. Can I just throw this one out here? Sure. I figured Maybe. out why LSU was ranked so high. Because they had to play Alabama. Because they still had to play Alabama. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it helps Alabama look better. 
Yep. I mean, they did also beat Missouri, who was number 12, and they were number 14. So committee makes no sense. But they Missouri still had to play Georgia, so that's why they were ranked so high. <laughs> True. That's fair. <laughs> Next up here, moving on to the big sky. Sacramento State heading on down to Montana or up to Montana, as the case may be. Because uh, Sacramento Geography. is south of Montana. <laughs> but Montana fucking dominated. Uh, slapped the shit out of the Hornets. 34-7. to I did not expect that at all. I thought it would at least be close and Sacramento State would have a shot at the end. I actually thought Montana probably should win this game. Even though I picked Sacramento State, I thought they'd find a way to make it close and have a chance at the end. Yep. Uh, but holy shit, uh, the Grizzlies look like a complete, diff- completely different team the past three, four weeks than they did the first three, four weeks of the season. And Montana State probably ought to be scared. I think – all the the knocks you were given Sacramento State earlier on in the season about missing Scadaboo, I think those are really starting to come to light. And I think Montana yeah. has really found themselves and been able to to hunker down and do what they do best. Win football. Right, games. I, I have to I have to flip the the narratives in my own head. Yeah, because I was correct initially, and I made the adjustment. I have to adjust back to where I was initially. Yep, <laughs> back to the mean. <laughs> Oh, man. But moving on to purely rivalries. We had some rivalries up in there, that ranked versus ranked segment. But they get talked about first because they're ranked versus ranked. Here are the ranked versus unranked or unranked versus unranked. I'm going to stop saying the word ranked. Uh, Rivalry games this week. (laughs) Starting us off on Friday night. Again, every game on this weeknight was a rivalry, same as Thursday. But here are only two games on Friday night. Boston College at Syracuse starting us off here. Uh, turns out, I found out basically at kickoff time that Garrett Schrader was not going to play, uh, which sucks for Syracuse. And also their backup quarterback came in and threw four interceptions. Uh, even with that, Boston College only won by one touchdown. So I think we had the right idea, Bug. But uh, you can't throw four picks and expect to win a football game. That's just not going to work. That's <laughs> a theme that will return in a, in a slide or two. God, he's so fucking mad. I can't wait. Oh, my God. I can't wait. But you do get the win here, but uh, Tug. So I do, I do. This will make me happy good. about Boston College here. Also, Boston College is bowl eligible, and as I've said, I said on the last episode, Jeff Halfley is quietly working his way towards another year with the Eagles. I, at this point, they weren't expected to make make a bowl game this year. They're now sitting at six wins, bowl game secured with three games left on the schedule. Man, you, I don't see how you move on from him. He's Maybe not the best coach, but he's had more success at BC recently than any other coach they've tried. So give him another shot. Yeah, this is the most success they've had since what? Since like Doug, Doug Flutie was there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, a rivalry in the Mountain West, Colorado State at Wyoming in the border war. No, it is not Air Force at Wyoming. It is Colorado State. Wyoming is the rivalry. I hate both these teams, so somebody had to win. <laughs> But you did take the right one. Wyoming held on as they do at home in Laramie, twenty-four to fifteen. Here, uh, yeah, expected this to be a nasty, gross Wyoming type of game. It very much was. Was and, and Wyoming is able to win those nasty type of Wyoming games. Yep. I, I say give it two, three years. Colorado State is going to be a tough team. Yeah, I agree. 
No, they're building. They're on the right track. Yeah, they have a couple of interesting pieces for sure, but not enough just yet to compete for that Mountain West. Out in the, oh gosh, the NEC. Oof, there you go. Blank for a second. <laughs> Central it. Connecticut State at Sacred Heart in the Constitution State rivalry. Uh, Bug and I went for Sacred Heart getting their second win of the season in a rivalry game, and it came to fruition. Central Connecticut could not beat their rival on the road. Sacred Heart holds on 31-24. to 24. I mean, hey, if you're going to win a game, you might as well win in a rivalry game. Exactly. That's what it's they, all about. They went out and put some pride out there and and went and won a game. This this season's not going how Sacred Heart thought it would. And really, I thought we we all thought it was going to be a little bit better than this. Yeah. Uh, so certainly certainly good to see them getting a, getting a little a uh, little something going here at the end of the year. In the Ivy League, Cornell at Penn in the Trustees Cup. We all took the Quakers, and they do win twenty three to eight over the Lions of Cornell. I mean, this is as expected. Penn is a better yep. team. Cornell is okay at best sometimes. Um, yeah, this was going to be Penn. It was Penn the whole time. Talk about the exact opposite of that situation. Army against Air Force in Denver, Colorado. We finally get blue falconed. All right. All right. I'm going to start this with I hate you guys for manifesting this. Uh, <laughs> look, I didn't manifest six fucking turnovers. No, and, and and that's the issue. That's why Butterfingers is up here, and everyone's got to talk about how good of a game Army had. But honestly, if you break it down, all of those fumbles Air Force caused on themselves. One of them, the dude flipped and just threw the ball forward for some reason. One of them, uh, he hit his linesman. He hit his own linesman's knee and dropped the football. Uh, it seems like every time we were crossing the fifty, we were turfing the football because why not? That seemed like fun. Um, Zach Larrier had one of the worst games of his career passing uh, actually probably the worst game of his career passing the offense did not show up ready to play this game uh, the defense however very much did it took them a drive to wake up uh, they gave up a 62 yard run on the initial uh, with the QB midline ISO um, but after that army really couldn't move the ball they just always had a short field the game was 23 to 3 going in at half uh, and Defense held strong in the second half. There's nothing wrong with that. What this game screamed to me is the team was looking ahead. Not next week, because next week they play Hawaii. You should not look ahead to play Hawaii. Uh, so they were looking ahead two weeks against UNLV, which is honestly probably their next real test. Um, and they overlooked a rival. You don't overlook a rival that is completely against everything you should be doing. You treat, treat your rival as if they're better than you every year. Um, this one hurts. Like, I'm not going to lie. But it's also potentially the wake-up call Air Force needed. Uh, Army was a trap game. It Rivalry games always tend to be that. Uh, and Air Force fell right into it. I have another conclusion, though. I think Air Force was looking ahead to Hawaii because that game is in Hawaii. That's what somebody else said, too. Let's get the hell out of Denver and go to Hawaii. <laughs> let me let me let me throw this one out here too. How many turnovers did they have in the second half? I want to say two. It was uh two interceptions. Did they have, they had two interceptions? So you know, interceptions you're throwing the ball more, and he really did not have a good passing game at all. No, uh, at least from what I saw. And I only watched the second half. 
uh, I think the bigger issue in the second half was that the offensive line couldn't stop fucking anything. No, were, they, that, anytime he dropped back to pass, there were three Army linemen in his face within two seconds. That was the issue the entire game, which is very non-standard. That's not like the this year's Air Force's offensive line. Uh, for the past two years, they've been winning at the point of attack consistently, that offensive line. That's why they're able to move the ball so well. Um, this, Like I said, this was just a team that showed up not ready to play the game. This was This was an offense that had no idea what to do. So there's actually three turnovers in the second half. Um, a fumble, an interception, and a fumble. In the first half, though, in addition to an interception and two fumbles, you also turned it over on downs twice. Twice. So we had eight that's, turnovers. That's eight turnovers yeah, in this game. Yeah, that's brutal. Hold on. And off of all of those, we only gave up, I want to say, so eight turnovers, and we only gave up I want to say 16 points off turnovers, which that is a lot of points to give up. But in retrospect, like. But not when it's eight fucking turnovers. Ex- exactly. You're giving two up two turnover. Po- two points per turnover. If my team's turning it over. Actually, that much- that'd be that almost be funnier if it would have been eight fucking safeties, because then you really could have just put it on your offensive line. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. Would have made life so much easier. Uh, it also no, would have been hilarious. A very, <laughs> very, very uncharacteristic game for Air Force uh, throughout this. Uh, honestly, this made me laugh. It took me till the end of the first quarter to realize. So we're we're obviously in fall time now. Uh, so the sun is more to the southern portion of the world. Uh, Air Force decided to defend the north end zone to start the game. So the entire first quarter, our quarterback is staring into the sun. And we're trying to throw the football. I'm like, that's not a great plan, guys. Geography. Yeah. <laughs> we deferred and we defended the wrong goal. Uh, but the blue falconing finally happened here. I so hate we you can, guys. We can get off of that <laughs> and maybe keep picking Air Force anyway and hope some another one. Thanks, I'm taking <laughs> at least a week off from picking Air Force. Like, and I don't mean. Uh, oh, you some- are, but I'm not. No, right. no, no. Like if somebody, somebody, I will hate both of you. If you guys bring Air Force Hawaii into this as a good game next week, it's no, no, not no. going to be. No, no, no. Uh, Air Force Hawaii is a rivalry. No, no, <laughs> no. You can't have that one. It is the oh, trophy. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Yes. Air Force Hawaii is a trophy yes. rivalry game. Yes. How do oh, we not yes. have this with Wyoming? Oh, because because Hawaii is an actual rivalry. <laughs> Recognize more than just the class of 2016. And then we are absolutely taking that Air Force UNLV as a good game. Well, at least one of us is. God, and then Air Force Boise State. I'm not getting away from these guys. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Next up here. God damn it. <laughs> UT Martin locks up the Sergeant York trophy, but it took overtime to do it against Tennessee Tech. UT Martin does win 44 to 41. Don't oh, overlook your rivalries. Yeah, pretty much. Certainly felt that way. Tennessee Tech, uh, I don't think had any business scoring 41 points this game, but no. UT Martin let them anyway. I didn't know Tennessee Tech could score 41 points. I barely remember that Tennessee Tech has a school. So do they. According to people in the state of Tennessee, that is very fair. (laughs) 
Next up, UCF gets their first win in the Big 12 Conference against Cincinnati, of all teams. Uh, 28-26 to 26 is the final score here. Uh, yeah, the Knights pull this one out over the Bearcats. I almost had this one. This one would have made me really excited to pull this one out of nowhere. Um, man, Cincinnati has fallen off a cliff without Luke Fickle. Well, there are multiple factors there. They also lost like two years worth of draft picks, which is crazy for Cincinnati to have. Anyway, Cincinnati, if you're looking for a coach, I have a coach that's the winningest coach in history at his school. Davo Sweeney, let's go. (laughs) Just saying, Troy Calhoun, give him Cincinnati (laughs) money, he might come over. Who's that NC State coach? He's the winningest coach there too now. Dave Doran, yeah. Yeah, Dave Doran, there you go. I was like, I know it starts with a D. And then he started talking about Air Force, and I was like, it's not DeBoer. <laughs> All right, next up, number Fisher 11, Denary Penn State looking for. at Maryland. Uh, I guess it's a rivalry, kind of, in a way. It if it was, it wasn't days, by the end of the game. It goes back to the days of when Penn State was a an independent team, and Maryland was playing everybody in their geographical region uh so it is it's a very old school rivalry hasn't really felt like a rivalry in recent years even though they're now in the same conference together i I wonder why yeah uh as happened here 51 to 15 is your final the terrapins are not good in maryland yeah the terrapins are not good outside the month of september right that's very true also (laughs) One of the greatest pictures of the weekend was when there's uh, the guys had their chests painted to spell out Terps. But oh my God! It said, it said spelled strep. Out strep. <laughs> All right, I do need to ask this though. What do y'all think about their mustard yellow uniforms? I don't hate them as much as I feel like I'm supposed to. It's as I, disgusting as their Maryland helmets. It. It hurts to look at, like not as bad as Central Arkansas's field, but it hurts to look at on TV. See, Maryland's helmet and Maryland's flag, they're gross, but they're gross in a way that they can own it. So it's like kind of okay. It's in a weird you can way. appreciate how gross it is. <laughs> it's the same way I feel with those mustards. It's like <laughs> it's nasty, but I respect them for doing it. I just at some <laughs> level, I guess. Next up here, Marshall at Appalachian State. I said this game was guaranteed to be interesting, even if it's a blowout, because that would be unexpected. Uh, we it have was a 31-9 for Appalachian State. So very much unexpected. And, uh, yeah, Appalachian State moves to 5-4. and four. Marshall is on the outside looking in of bowl season, needs to get it together here, and next week is not an easy task. They're in the they're in the Sun Belt race in earnest, so I'm heading to Marshall next weekend in what should be a fantastic Sun Belt matchup. Has there been a single weekend this entire fall you have not gone to a football game? Yeah. Which one? There was a weekend that I was in the air for my vacation. Oh, that's that right. I couldn't attend a college football game. But other than that, I've been everywhere. Yeah. Dude, I'm proud of you. That's going to be wild and fun. It, I'm getting tired because I got to admit, <laughs> traveling all the time, it is tiring. Yeah, but, but you're living your best it. life, man. I am. 
I am. Next up here, the battle for the milk can. Boise State at Fresno State. Uh, Boise State has been figuring some things out recently and definitely kept it close. But Fresno State was the better team in the end. The Bulldogs get the win 37 to 30. Yeah, I really thought this would be the one where Boise State was finally able to turn their season around. Uh, and Fresno State just turned out to be that much better of a team in this one. This Mountain West race has gotten very, very interesting. I mean, it's still Air Force and Fresno State. And UNLV. UNLV has how many? Two? Two losses in conference? Not in conference, I don't think. What? Because I think Fresno State has Fresno State has one to Wyoming. Air Force is undefeated in conference. UNLV's losses are to Fresno State and to the team up north. Okay, so so the the game to look at here would be UNLV Air Force because at at that point, even if Air Force loses to Boise State, it would be locked for Fresno State uh, Air Force at that point. Uh, But yeah, so there's it's a it's a three team race right now. Right. Uh, this was the chance for Boise State to get back into that conversation, though. No. Uh, as it stands, Boise State, Wyoming, San Jose State are all three and two in conference. They're not far from now. it. It's just. I know, but it would be it'd be something crazy. Yep. Uh, Wyoming has a shot at UNLV next week, though. Yeah, you know, we'll uh, Wyoming can put a dagger in. Yeah. Oh, that would make uh, it a three-way tie if. Oh, that'd be disgusting. <laughs> Get down some weird tiebreakers. Yeah. That's the best part of college football. Because Wyoming... it gets really weird. Because <laughs> Wyoming beat Fresno, Air Force beat Wyoming, and then Air Force Fresno don't play each other. So that would have been fun. Anyway, we have a couple more weeks for that to get sorted out. I'm sure and, it'll work itself out in due time. And this is where my week starts to go to hell. I was doing really good up until this point. Uh, you, you have another good slide yeah. here, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you have one. Uh, starting off the the weekend here, I took the cockfight, the cockadoodle duel, the hunt for Red Cocktober. Yes. Uh, man, there were so many, so many good names. I, I gotta say, cock, the cock for, who's there? <laughs> the hunt, <laughs> the hunt for Red Cocktober was probably the most underrated name and most slept on name. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville duel is pretty good though. It's pretty good. Jacksonville State, uh, it amazed me because this was not on sec network this was on espn or or espn 2 maybe it was on an espn network and i get that they're going to have an sec slant they're gonna have an sec lean but holy shit you'd have thought that jacksonville state was playing d3 football fucking season the way they talked about how amazed they were that they were hanging around with south carolina the first thing they didn't realize (laughs) was that south carolina gamecocks suck ass and Jacksonville State is a really fucking good team, and they started to get fucked by the rest near the end of the game in a couple ways. But what really did them in was down three, driving the ball, backup quarterback in, and just the perfectly timed jump route for South Carolina. He takes it to the house, and that gives you the 10-point differential here. Honestly, South Carolina is very, very, very lucky to get out of, out of this game with a win. Their fans were booing them at one point during this game. Uh, it was it was not a very friendly environment for the uh, the hometown Gamecocks, but the visiting Cox they had they had a lot of fun up until the end of that game. What um, so the Cox were able to pull it out as the Cox were getting dicked down by the refs. Yes, how many? That's is this Spencer much. Rattler's last year of eligibility? I hope so. <laughs> God, I do too. I will say though, 
I don't know that you can put any of this on Spencer Rattler. I don't think you, like I haven't watched a lot of South Carolina this year. I wasn't necessarily saying that when I'm saying just in general, he is he has not been good since he was at Oklahoma. He is under I don't to expectations. He had like six good weeks and everybody yeah. thought he was gonna be the next I don't in line of the Lincoln Riley tree, but it yeah fell apart after that. It was I don't, Caleb Williams. It was I think Caleb the, Williams. I think the problem at South Carolina form is that the team around him is just fucking terrible. Like that defense is horrendous. Well, that's fair. But you know, they beat oh, they beat Jacksonville. Caleb State. Williams is doing it with a subpar defense. Yeah, and he's fucking pumped up to be the best thing in the fucking world, and everybody wants to you know, push aside Spencer Rattler. Spencer uh, Rattler, number one overall. Let's go. No, I would not like that either. <laughs> Jacksonville State, ineligible for a bowl game, so of course you got to try and let South Carolina get a win here because the last thing you want is for South- Jacksonville State to have an amazing season, potentially hit double-digit wins, and then be sitting on the outside looking in, uh, which is going to happen for JMU, I think, but that's a different story. Next up, a game that I picked intentionally for Doug to do what I thought he would do and pick Eastern mm-hmm. Kentucky. Uh, really, though, Austin P at Eastern Kentucky, uh, Austin P pulls this one out in overtime, 33 to 30. Yeah. Eastern Kentucky made it a game. Austin P was up 14 to nothing at one point, and then these two teams started trading blows. It goes all the way to overtime, and a walk off touchdown pass seals the deal for the Governors. This was a fantastic game, and I see now why you're so high on that quarterback out there and why you picked the Colonels here. It was a 14-point difference, but it was 20-6 to six was okay. the biggest lead ever got for Austin P. But, yeah, 21-17 to 17 fourth quarter. Very exciting. Uh, Eastern yeah. Kentucky pulling this one out to make it an overtime game. But, yeah, Austin P uh, having a good season in their own right. I would not at all be surprised if Austin P ends up making a little bit of a run here in the playoff. Eastern Kentucky is eliminated from contention. Let's be real with that yeah. loss. They needed yeah. that one. But, man, this feels like such a good Colonels team. It does. The and, pulsing the pulsing stadium light celebration on a field and a stadium that small just has a little bit extra there because it is so <laughs> fucking dark. Yeah, there's nothing. The out whole there. campus is so dark, dude. Richmond, Kentucky is a weird place. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Last but not least, I had UTEP traveling down, or correction, Western Kentucky traveling down to UTEP, and I was kind of looking for one that was just going to be a little gross, a little nasty. Two teams that have something to prove. Two teams that are kind of fighting for that bowl eligibility. UTEP. Wow comes out on the wrong side of it. Doug, you've championed them a few times. I didn't think I'd get you to pick them here because I know how good Western Kentucky is, but that was in the back of my mind. I'm not going to lie to you. This is the only one of my three games I didn't actually get to get eyes on. There were too many other good football games going on this weekend. One of them was going to fall out, and this happened to be that game. Western Kentucky, though, pulls it out 21-13. to Yeah, and this was another comeback attempt, but UTEP was unable to finish it off. Only a 10-point fourth quarter for him when they needed like 20. Oof. So Oof. I don't even know if I can even call this a good game. Like it just felt down and nasty in the first half, which is cool. Western Kentucky pulled away in this one, and it was pretty – it felt much more definitive than that final score looks to me. I would give you one great game, uh, but two mid, like fine games, the other ones. Personally – 
I'm, I, don't know. I, I know you're going to argue that. I know you're going to argue that, but that's how I'm, I feel. I'm kind of leaning, honestly, two good games because Jacksonville State came out and they came to play. They kind of knocked Carolina in the mouth. You have the great game and an overtime game. There's no question there. But I, seeing what Jacksonville State could do against South Carolina, it was competitive until the end. When you tell me that it's a pick that makes it a 10-point game, so somebody's driving down three points in the fourth quarter to try and make a comeback, that's a good game. It was it was uh it was an interception. They were they were driving trying to get that go ahead score. I think there was a minute twenty left in the game. I mean, this one was close all the way through. So I don't know which one you're calling a good game, but if you're calling if you're if you're calling Jacksonville State, South Carolina a good game, you gotta give Austin P and Eastern Kentucky the That's, same. Well, that, I, I think that one was great. Yeah. I just I dislike both Jacksonville State and South Carolina enough that I was trying to get away with calling that one bad. But. Yeah, I'm not letting you get away with that one. That's, that's, a, that's fine. It's a good game. Uh, I will, you get, you I will, get one point, sir. Yeah, we're, I'll, I'll we're, put the hand up. Bu- can't, I, I can't even fight for West Kentucky UTEP because I didn't get didn't get to watch it. So Bugs on a streak here. That's his third week in a row getting a bonus point. I know. That's exciting. Yeah, he's coming up. He's coming up. And, and I don't have that negative point, just saying. <laughs> right. Next up here, my games of the weekend. Uh, Starting off, I was really hoping for a good old-fashioned CAA upset over a ranked team. Uh, Didn't happen. Villanova took care of business in New Hampshire, 45-33. to Ended up being your final score here. Yeah, Villanova has looked like a better team all season. I was really just trying to pick uh, one of my favorite players in the FCS, and Dylan Laub, and he was unable to get it done by himself unfortunately, for the Wildcats in New Hampshire. Uh, it's New Hampshire has looked good at times. Uh, they just have not played well against good opponents. Uh, right. That's really what kind of came back to bite them here. Wildcat on Wildcat violence here. I just realized that, actually. Yep. I didn't even catch that when I put the game in. That's that's insane. Next up here. How do you? Uh, a swag battle, Southern at Alcorn State. Alcorn State dominates this one, 44-21. I did not expect that result in the slightest. I thought this was going to be a very hard-fought win, but Alcorn State just came out and showed them who's boss. Oh, my goodness, 44-21, to his final score there. Yeah, that was That's... that was not what I was expecting at all. Like I said, I've, I've not seen a full Southern game, but I did not expect them to come out and lay an egg like this against Alcorn. Yeah, yeah, usually the SPAC's real tight outside of, like, two teams. Um, it was not real tight in this one. So that actually gives the Braves first place in the SWAC West uh, with a definitive one-game lead over the Southern Jaguars. So pretty interesting out there in the SWAC, Florida A&M, and Alcorn looking like your potential conference title game. Hey, it's what you wanted, somebody new in the conference title game. It is exactly what I wanted. That, that's two completely different teams that we haven't seen in a while in the SWAC title. Uh, next up here, though, Kansas at Iowa State, number 21 Jayhawks coming into Ames, Iowa. Iowa State was actually the favorite in this one by three points, even as Kansas was the ranked team. But Kansas does pull this one out 28-21. to 21. I do think this was a decent game. I... I'm not going to fight too hard, even if you try to tell me I don't get any points, uh, or if I get a negative here. Honestly, like it's it wasn't like a great game, but I I, I think it was fine. 
Look, he, what, what's saving you here is you keep putting emphasis on that word great, but in the rules, it definitively says good. Yeah, uh, I would fair. give this a good game. It's going to save you from losing the point, and that's coming from me, who would only benefit from you taking a negative point here. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll give you a good game on this one as well. I, I think what, uh, Tug, you mentioned it, and Doug, you kind of went with it. You were looking for this to be an emotional letdown game, yeah. and maybe there was a little bit of that mixed in here i mean kansas i think is more than a seven point team against iowa state but at the end of the day i do think they had some injuries uh but they still ultimately have the talent to beat out iowa state in this one and i think this bodes well for the future of lance leopold and the future of kansas football in general true true yeah that's like a weird to call a win over a now five and four iowa state team like a gutsy win but it kind of felt like that it took some real Balls of steel to pull this yep. one out. Yeah. Moving right along to uh, Tugs. This is the first time this year, and I'm really happy about it, even though I'm taking the uh, the L here on this game. Uh, this is the first time this year that Arkansas has not let us down. They've retained their bowl eligibility uh, for the time being. Arkansas pulls it out in OT, 39-36. Bug. Woo, pig suey. You, oh, were, you yeah. were saying something at the end of the game oh. there when it went into OT that Arkansas got fucked by the reps. What what were you seeing? Fuck, I can't remember what happened. Uh, it was fucking bad. It... I don't remember what it is. I just know it was bad. <laughs> it, was, it was a super big judgment call. I don't remember exact. Like, I think it was something with the clock or something with a I, – I, all of, none of that matters because Arkansas is able to come back, take this game to overtime, and win it. Obviously, right? Yep. For their first ever win in the swamp, actually. Oh, yeah. even better. Since as unbelievable as that is, but oh my gosh, yeah, uh, I didn't expect that at all. Nope. <laughs> That's why I picked the Gators. It was also yep. Florida's first ever game wearing all black uniforms, wearing black jerseys at all. So I don't think they're ever going to do that shit again. Nope. <laughs> Uh, there's going to be a theme here with the next two. Both were actually uh, watching them much closer than their final scores kind of show. Uh, Portland State at UC Davis. Uh, UC Davis did control the game for a good chunk of it. Uh, Portland State was mounting a comeback. They were down seven with, I want to say, five minutes left uh, when they, too, went the way of the interception. Uh, UC Davis taking the game 37-23. Uh, dropping Portland State to four and five on the season. U, uh, UC Davis advancing to five and four. Uh, wild game here. I take the L again. Uh, you guys are sitting there fat, dumb, and happy right now. Uh, and, I, and I don't. I don't know that dumb is what I would use to describe, especially me on this slide. <laughs> Maybe you. I'll take fat though. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, honestly, overall, th this game was much more competitive, like I said, than the two score final shows um, is what it is. Uh, and then the final game, Miami on the road at NC State. I took Miami on the road because, you know, the Hurricanes don't play well in ACC play at home. Uh, so we're just going to skunk myself here as NC State wins this one 20 to six. Uh, the you could not move the ball whatsoever on offense, limited to two field goals on the day. Uh, they were down 13-7 or 13-6, uh, and they also had a bad turnover late in the game uh, that opened this score up. 
neither of these teams really played particularly well. It was a hard-fought defensive battle, which I enjoy. I know nobody else really does anymore, uh, but I thoroughly enjoy defensive battles uh, that you just just couldn't hold out uh, at the end there. Yeah, I'm I'm giving you one good game here for no points. I I also want to throw out here Dave Doran. We mentioned he becomes the winningest coach in NC State history at 78 wins. And while I do agree that Tug had one good game, and we know which game it was, he got skunked on his own slide. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's not in the rules, but I don't know. Maybe we should, you know, think about changing this up for next year. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a potential look for next year, but I'm not going to give him a negative right now because <laughs> we've skunked ourselves on our own slides in the past and haven't taken the negative for it. So I, I, I kind of yeah, I'm not just, the first one to do it. I kind of wanted were to kick the first one that I did it, bit. and you did it the same way. No, you did you it did first because you did it first because you had the skunk show up on your face the first time. Nobody was expecting it. Well, fair. <laughs> right up in my nostrils. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ruins dinner for the next month. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, let's look at the standings for this week in particular. For the first time since we've done it, started doing it this way with the podium format, I come in third place on the week. I do still have the lead overall, but that gap is closing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you still have a, what, three, eight game lead? Or something like lead. that, something in that neighborhood. Uh, doing all right here, but yeah, Tug with the twenty-three and nine this week. Mostly mad because of Air Force, I'm sure. But yeah, no, no, that's one hundred percent what that is. <laughs> that's why I left that one there. Yep. But also probably a little bit mad because Bug finally gets a win on the week, twenty-four and eight here. Sweet, sweet, sweet victory for the Bug Man himself. The first time this season we get to hear my satisfied song. (laughs) All right, that's enough. That's enough. Let's pause that. So, legitimately, if you don't know this, that episode of SpongeBob, when they go to the Bubble Bowl, do you know what stadium they're going to and what game footage they use? I'm going to guess the Liberty Bowl because you're bringing it up. They are going to the Liberty Bowl. Is it Memphis, uh, Ole Miss? No, they're using they're using a Memphis Showboats, uh, some Memphis oh. Showboats game footage. Mm. I when I saw that I got first, and I saw the music, I really wondered if Doug knew that was just going to have Sweet Victory playing because it would have been just as appropriate. No, <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. Oh, there's always more. Uh, because as much as football as we talk about, there's still other great football out there, and it's worth bringing up at least a little bit of it. Some midweek action, of course, Central Michigan getting a six-point win over Northern Illinois on Tuesday. Bowling Green getting a three-point win over Ball State on Wednesday. And Mac is giving us some exciting results as of late, for sure. Uh, Clemson with an upset over number yeah. 15 Notre Dame here. Out of nowhere, Clemson finally yeah. decided to show up and play a football game. Fucking dominated them too. And a story that's not going to get talked about a lot because of the season they're having. This was also, we had another ACC coach set the all time wins record at their school, Dabo Sweeney, getting it done for Clemson there. 
And then a couple of big overtime games. Houston gets another Big 12 win over Baylor, 25-24. to Charlotte over Tulsa by a touchdown in overtime. And then Utah State over San Diego State in double overtime gets the eight-point win because San Diego State couldn't get it in that second overtime. So to speak. How about that shootout going on over in uh, Memphis out there? That's an absolute shootout. (laughs) So... Let me let me tell you something. <laughs> you gonna learn me today? Uh, you remember you remember our friend that uh, that played in the FCF, uh, Quentin Flowers, former yeah. quarterback at USF. Uh, Byron Brown is a freshman, and any records that Quentin Flowers has at USF, he might want to watch out because Byron Brown is going to take those motherfuckers over, and USF is going to be a very good team when this dude gets a little experience behind him. He's hard. He's He's hard to get down. He throws the ball where it needs to be. I now see why they were able to play Alabama so close. Fuck, this this dude's going to be scary to play against over the next three, four years. That's just exciting stuff. Wild game. It's yeah. very, very exciting. It's exciting <laughs> in this. It's exciting as a football fan. It's terrifying as a Memphis fan. <laughs> yeah, I did want to give a shout out here to Michigan State for their first win in feels like twenty seasons. After Wells has been going on first, there, so <laughs> first win in the post Mel Tucker era, right, and probably their last win before the Urban Meyer era. Let's go, let's go, dude. That talk is really <laughs> heating up, though. Yeah, on like two message it. boards, and you believe it? I'll, I'll believe it. Like it. it. Uh, next up, talking about some FCS games of the weekend that were very fun. Starting off on Friday in the Ivy League, Dartmouth gets a two point win, comeback win by a field goal, uh, but it was two points because. Thing. It was twenty to twenty-one to kick the yeah. game field goal. It's yeah, it works. makes it makes sense when I explain it better than what I tried to initially. Dartmouth <laughs> gets the win there. <laughs> I thought it made sense anyway. Uh, Long Island gets a win over St. Francis, 29-28. and LIU putting together a really great season in the NEC. St. Francis struggling alongside Sacred Heart, the two teams we thought were going to do well this year. Kind of brutal. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lafayette goes down in overtime to Colgate, 37-34. And number five, Delaware, also gets upset, 33-27 to Elon. There are some ranked teams tumbling. And uh, another one, Incarnate Word, previously at number eight, loses their first game of the season, in the FCS at least, to Nichols, 45-32. And. We had been saying this for a couple weeks now. Incarnate Word has been playing with fire uh, with some of the games that they've been playing, keeping them close. Um, Man, that's just it's it's tough. It's tough to watch them go down. And there's there's a lot of games that we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about. So you need to check this out on YouTube or live on Twitch or, you know, live on YouTube later on YouTube, whatever you want to do. There's a lot of good games that we don't get to say a lot about. A lot of one point games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and one of those that I want to bring up real quick to kind of to correct a mistake I made earlier, Illinois State pulls out a one point win, thirty six thirty five over Missouri State in Springfield. And the reason I want to bring this back up is because Illinois' final game of the season is against North Dakota. If they're able to pull that one out and North Dakota doesn't lose a game between now and then, you'll have two three loss teams coming out of that game in the Missouri Valley. I would expect both of those teams to make it. If North Dakota wins, Illinois State's probably out. 
but that game's a big leverage game just as much as this SIU North Dakota State game is this week. Yep. So it certainly does feel that way. At the same time, Illinois State's been playing every game so close to this point in the season. They're not really getting much consideration. Yeah. Maybe if they win that North Dakota game at the end of the year, they might be looked at a little bit more favorably. But right now, they're not really even in the conversation, even as an only three-loss team in the Missouri Valley. Yeah, that's that is kind of the unfortunate thing because it is just a playoff structure without the bowl games. You got to have a little flair. That's something they right. talk about at the junior college level. I'm curious to see what happens uh, as we start to expand the field at the uh, FBS level as well. What uh, what's going to go on there? But that's the discussion for another time. Right. Uh, right now, let's move right along to the prospect preview wrap up portion. The NFL draft is quickly approaching, believe it or not. We're already into November quite a bit here, so April's not that far away. Uh, one of the receivers I'm looking out for is Torrey Horton out of Colorado State. Got to say, his production has been extremely consistent the past few weeks. Uh, no touchdowns from the past four weeks, but 50 to 60 yards past couple of weeks and uh, about seven catches every week. So very consistent. <laughs> I'll give him that. Uh, and I expected this to some extent, right? This is the meat of the schedule against some legitimately good defensive back units. And in a game like Wyoming, where it's tough to throw the ball effectively anyway, kind of expected this this yeah. type of a game. So I was looking more for the physicality of Torrey Horton. He played about what I wanted to see from him. As a 6'2", 190-pound receiver, he was able to create a little bit of separation on the top of some routes. I know seven catches for 50-something yards doesn't sound that impressive. That's why we watch the games, not read them, right? Yep. So look out for Torrey Horton, especially when we get into testing. He might rise up some boards here. Next up on the defensive side of the ball, Edifon Olofoshio, not a great game. A very quiet game, but that should be expected with a score of 52 to 42. Right. Uh, I think which he is had. I why I picked him. Yeah. <laughs> if he had a good game here against Caleb Williams, holy shit, we're talking about something. Uh, but he didn't, which is kind of what you expected. And also, he's like a 19th year senior for Washington here. So now he's on the fringe of being in consideration for a draft spot anyway. Really, that knee injury and then the recovery. He's looking pretty good to start this year, but yeah, a fall off in the in the heart of Big uh, Pac twelve. Pac twelve play. Tupac. Yeah, uh, and no real stats to speak of. Really, had two tackles, allowed two catches. The two times he was targeted, targeted loosely. He was in zone and didn't really have an opportunity to make a play on the ball. But still, that completion percentage allowed is just slowly creeping up and up and up. So, again, a little bit of expected that. You're playing Caleb Williams and the high-powered USC offense. I did want to see some more out of him. I'm not sure what his professional future looks like at this point. Uh, we'll see once we get into testing and see, especially the medical checks yeah if that knee's fully good to go and if he can light up some drills maybe we're talking about a different story but right now probably not on the board for anybody just being real no that's fair 
that'll do it for the week 10 review but don't go anywhere just yet because we we have a little bit of week 11 to preview already because uh some midweek action going on always go ahead and jump in here tuesday and wednesday we have a couple of rivalry games starting us off with ball state at northern illinois fighting for the bronze stalk 7 p.m on cbs sports Look, I like the Huskies in this matchup. Ball State's just not a great team. Uh, Northern Illinois is okay, and they they compete in the MAC. Uh, Ball State does not. I'm going to go to NIU. <laughs> Concise, simple to the point. I agree. Ball, <laughs> Ball State is is fucking terrible. I'm. I gotta <laughs> say, Ben, I'm impressed you're not taking Ball State because of your love of uh, ball theme. Phallic, phallic objects being <laughs> yeah. Uh, cots, yeah, yeah, no, no. We no. need Ball State to play Jacksonville State, the, <laughs> the cock and balls game. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would kill for that. Next up, part two of the Michigan Mac Trophy three way rivalry here Central Michigan at Western Michigan. Uh, I do understand the love for the Chippewas, but. Western Michigan gets weird sometimes. I'm picking the Broncos for no good reason. Look, 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 look. I'm taking Central Michigan here because I already took Western Michigan once in the Michigan Mac mm-hmm. Trophy, and there's only so much luck I can get out of that. We're, we're just going to let that one ride. Yeah, I, I think the Chips are just going to end up winning the whole fucking thing, the three legs of it. Uh, Western Michigan is great that they were able to to pull up out against – Eastern, but I don't I don't see that happening. I know painted Broncos in here. I know he's not gonna like that assessment, but double trophy game between WMU and CMU. Yeah, I don't I don't see it going. What's the other trophy here, Bronco? What what are we missing? Yeah, this is a rivalry in its own right, separate from the Michigan Mac trophy, but I I like that one personally. So I know Western Michigan victory, fans might have a perspective. Cannon. The victory what, canon, so, of course. Yeah. So what's more important, the victory candidate or the Michigan Mac trophy? That's what we really need to know. That's a good question. While he's I coming bet up he's going to say the victory cannon. Probably. But. <laughs> I mean, Western has a chance to win both of them in this game, and that'd be right. huge for their this, program right now. This almost the way, the way we're talking about this almost reminds me of the uh, – Air Force Army Navy rivalry in the sense that like there's clearly a definitive rivalry here between Central and Western. They have their own separate game, mm-hmm. uh, own separate trophy, just like Army Navy have the Army Navy game. Uh, and then there's Eastern and Air Force that are just kind of chilling there that, hey, guys, we want to play, too. Yeah, the can- as predicted, the can- as predicted, the Western Michigan fan says the, <laughs> the can- canon is much can- more important. But uh, it's a he three way. Can- I'm going to respect the three way rivalry a little bit here. And on Wednesday nope, night, that. <laughs> look, you, you know what they say. There's always, there's always the one that's forgotten about in a threesome. The uh, nope, not what I was going to say either. The, yeah, <laughs> there, there are many ways to take that. You took that the lamest way possible. <laughs> Next up, Wednesday night. Here we do have Bowling Green at Kent State in the battle for the anniversary award. Uh, we're all what a lame, what a lame name. All right, hater. 
<laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to do this very much the same way I did the first one. Bowling Green is okay. Kent State is not Bowling Green. Yeah, Kent State burnt me last week, early in the week, early week in action. Uh, did not go, did not bode well for me. So yeah, they're gonna... still down a quarterback too. That's even worse. Good point. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're going with Bowling Green here. And the anniversary award is named for the fact that they were both founded in 1910, and the first instance of the award was given on the 75th anniversary of the founding of both schools, which. Doesn't make it any cooler of a name, yeah, I was just but at least say. it has a purpose for existing. <laughs> wow, this kind of sucks, but it has a purpose. It does have a purpose. <laughs> Bowling Green has won uh, 25 of the 34 meetings between the teams. We're hoping for 26 out of 30, 36, 35, something. I forget the math already. I just looked at it. That's how exciting wow. this rivalry is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not to hate on the Mac Maction is very fun and I will be staying up way too late watching all of the Mac games this week as I do Every and week. I'll be regretting it in the weekend when I have to travel to Marshall but you don't have fun. to you're, you're going to regret do. it because you're going to Virginia to begin with that's what you're going to or you're I'm West Virginia, going to Virginia. and West Virginia is awesome and if you have never been there then you have no place to talk about it West Virginia is cool Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just got to go find the cool parts. <laughs> also, my mm-hmm. family is from like Eastern Kentucky. So I'm like visiting some historical family related sites on Saturday because the game isn't until seven, which I didn't realize until like yesterday. So I bought the tickets three weeks ago and they hadn't announced the time yet. So Ooh. I have all day Saturday just hanging around in the area, which I'm looking forward to, actually. Or you could catch up some some sleep in the morning and then. Hell no. I don't believe in that bullshit. What is this? Sleep. Never heard of her. <laughs> all right. Well, before Bug gets into his dad joke of the week, let's go ahead and get some links on in here. Uh, we have our Patreon, Patreon patreon.com slash bt football facebook.com slash bt football x.com slash bt football twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches all one word youtube.tv slash at big dudes in the trenches all one word bdtfootball.com our email mailbox at bdtfootball.com instagram.com slash uh oh why am i forgetting that one it's been forever instagram.com slash bdt underscore football that's why it was different um and our Discord, as always, will be linked below, much to these guys wanting me to read it out loud. I will not. It will be linked below. Oh, you're so lame. Let's go p- pokes. That's right, baby. Crazy Frog hopping in here at the last second. You missed all of our talk about Bedlam. It was a fantastic game. It's be- much better than the game that you went and watched. I got to say. Yeah, throw that <laughs> hype up in there. For sure, for sure. Hey, uh, you know it's been it's been a, a long year. We finally got to the that point of the year where uh, you know it's it's daylight savings time. Like you know, I'm I'm not really sure about it, guys. I'm not really sure. I give it about six months. Uh, I guess it's yeah, that's like a standard time right now. Not savings time anymore. And uh, 
I give you about a three on I hate it. Who cares? It's it's terrible, so I care a little bit. If it starts so early, it's bullshit. I know. Just pick a damn time. I don't care what the clock says. Let me wake up with the sun and go to work whenever that happens. Just do everything and Greenwich time will be okay. No. 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 I refuse. I'm not letting I'm not letting the Brits win. Right? Fuck. Absolutely not. Let's do everything in uh mountain time from now on. I'm just picking one in the United States. Night. Approved at my level. <laughs> Too bad you're not at a level to make that decision. Correct. Anyway, what a weird podcast. Anyway, let's get out of here. What a great <laughs> podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is clearly all the time we have on the show today. Thank you for watching and or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win the trip.